Welcome to Saka. Well, I'm going to pick saxophone then. I hope you enjoy a woodwind that no one knows how to play. <laughs> 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 The saxophone is a great instrument. Mr. Clint is my present forever. Every time he has ever given anyone the benefit of the doubt, they try to rape his son. That just so. seems like. <laughs> <laughs> I am Steve, and with me here today, Addison Waldo, Kenny Zoo, Welcome to Sack Up, I'm Steve. I'm Addison. I'm Ken. We're going to go right into it today. Peter Molyneux gets skewered on um, on Rock, Paper, Shotgun. So I heard about this on the Super Best Friends cast. And I think, did you listen to that episode? I listened to some of it, but none of it surprises me. So, <laughs> two years ago, Peter Molyneux, uh, he kickstarted a game called Goddess. And it was a god game. And it was like just like Black and White, Populous, all the games that he's made in the past. And... He went out and he did his fucking Peter Molyneux thing, which is where he just lied. And he just lied. He just went out and said, "Oh, we're gonna do." all Did he work at EA at one point in time? I'm yeah. pretty sure he owned well, EA. There we go. Time. I don't because think so. I, I think, think it's the Peter corporate Moore. culture. Peter Moore. Ah, I think Peter, the corporate Peter. culture at EA has learned a lot from Peter Molyneux. Yeah. But anyways, so he like so he kickstarts this this game and he gets eight hundred thousand dollars for this Kickstarter. Which he shouldn't have needed to kickstart in the first place, because motherfucker would be rich. Because he's rich, yeah. But he's like, why should I be Hey, man, when you can steal from the poor, right? All the better it'll make your throne on the the dead of others. But he's been bouncing studios. Like, so he started at Microsoft, then he went to Lionhead, and now he's had a studio called 22 Cans, which is a little startup he did in, in the UK that he started. So, he did the Kickstarter, got 800,000 pounds, or 800,000 dollars. <laughs> Uh, which is about five, oh, just over 500,000 quid, as they say. Quid. And oh he God. said, oh, it's going to be all these great things. And the best part is we'll have it done in, in nine months. This video that we're showing you, we did it in under two weeks. We can do it. It'll be fine. Cut to two years later, and nothing had... That game has been released on iOS and Android, and it was not very good. And it has been released on Steam Early Access. It got released in Early Access and Steam four months after the Kickstarter or something like that. So, and it's been in early access ever since. And nothing has happened in that game, and the backers are starting to get pissed. So, Rock, Paper, Shotgun. Well, I was going to say, they have another reason to be pissed, because he's already talking about, I'm just going to move on to the next thing. Yeah, he, and that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. So, he, so he's, he's like, like hey, here's, here's this steaming pile of dog shit that I told you I was going to give you, that you should have known I was going to give you. 
I'm done with that. I want to make the I want to make the next, the next game. I don't want to fulfill shit. any promises that I made. God forbid I should be a man of my word. No, yeah. I'm going to start. On so he starts game. on a new game called The Trail, and so all the, ah, the back all the tears. backers are pissed, <laughs> and he's just like <laughs> and death march. Rock paper shotgun sat him down for an interview, and they just they crucified him. It was insane. They sat him down, and they literally the first question was, "Are you a pathological liar?" And he's like, well, that's not really a fair question. He's <laughs> like, I know it's not, but you took 500,000 pounds from these people on Kickstarter and there's no game. So are you a pathological liar? And the whole article. It's what a, happened, Milo, motherfucker? Yeah. Like, <laughs> the whole article is just really fascinating where he's, where he, like, he just gets confronted over and over again. He's like, why, why did you take this money and not deliver the game in the time you said it would? He's like, well, things happen and it's just so. Well, so admittedly. A, he certainly overshot the, uh, or he, he sort of underestimated how much time it's gonna take. That's a consistent problem, right? People, or anyone who's trying to sell you something is always gonna do that. The issue is, two years later, which is, you know, what, like four times the amount of time you said it was gonna yeah. take? That's two years of people's lives that you've just thrown in the garbage for money, basically. I mean, it's Peter Molyneux, champion yeah. of the people. So he just, so I I thought this was super fascinating personally because I I loathe Peter Molyneux. I've never liked him, and I have not liked Peter Molyneux since the second Fable game. I played Fable one and I thought it was awesome. Fable two came out, and he and I remember his E three coverage of he's like it's going to be a wonderful open world game like Skyrim, but better. And then you get the fucking game, and it's a breadcrumb adventure game where you literally have to follow a line. Your glowing trail to yeah. lead you to the next He spot. said you could go anywhere you want and do anything you want. Both of those were not true. Well, you, yeah. I mean, it, he is a liar. Yeah. A rich liar. But yeah, it's funny so because I said, I said that, what, like six years ago? That I Yeah, mean, I mean, you made a, a strip about that. Yeah, there was a comic strip point, back in the day. Like, there's You've spent a lot of time on the... You hate Molyneux, it seems as if you were a Republican. Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like I'm a, he's, I'm a he's irredeemable. Ten, ten, ten bucks says that he is a Republican. Probably he's he can't rich be because he's old. United Kingdom. So. He's probably a Whig. <laughs> <laughs> he's a Democrat <laughs> Republican. Hey but man, far I, right can go anywhere. It's just crazy to me because now he's starting to get like really hammered in the press. But I have seen through his bullshit since Fable Two. I bought Fable Two and I was so mad. I spent sixty five dollars on that game and I was like, I was stolen from Peter Molyneux stole money from me. I will say, A, Fable 3 was awesome. I had a lot of fun with that game. Only because I could play it with someone else Mm -hmm. and be a chicken sorcerer. (laughs) And that is a perfect experience for me. (laughs) But, like, I think the the problem with Peter Molyneux is he doesn't do anything that any other game studio doesn't do. But because it's he's making himself the figurehead for these ideas, that he's getting all the flack. Right? Every game always oversells itself. You need that hype train to get the pre-orders, to convince people to pay $10 for Undis DLC and all this stupid shit. He just does, he just makes the full mistake of doing it by himself. Like, he's not having a PR guy for Lionhead or 22 Kings do it. He goes up on stage, he's like, welcome to the fabulous world of Molyneux's lives. <laughs> 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 like, yes. I mean, he, and that's the thing, is like, and well, it's not that he doesn't overs- deserve it, deserve the hate, yeah. but, He's, t- he's taking a bit more of a It's just a certain amount of egotism with this man that I think is just off-putting for a lot of people. Especially yeah. when he, you know... he Sorry, is hedonism, a- you said? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm all on you. I'm giving well, you no, more I didn't no. hear the word. Egotism. egotism. Ego. Egotism. Egoism. Egotism. No, egoism. Or you're egotistical. 
Uh, English is my second language. Get over it. Oh my God. <laughs> over it. Um, but he, yeah, it's it, it that you're right. Like every game generally oversells itself. Like there are a lot of games where they look super awesome when like you first see them at like E3 or something. And then we're always you, going to at the showcase events. Mm-hmm. And it's like the whole point them, is to showcase themselves. You get the game and it's shit. But a lot of times it will be the studio, and then the studio does that once, and then they're like, we probably shouldn't do that again. Or they do that over and over again, well, and studio, they go out yes. of business. Peter Molyneux is or not a studio. Or they're by EA, and they do it over and over yeah, Studios do it all the time, yes. Business. But Peter Molyneux is not a studio. He is a man. Well, I know. That's who, what I'm like saying, though. Just said, he's, goes he's, out. So, so basically, he is... all ownership of dishonesty about anything. He's basically the embodiment of everything you hate about the video game industry, and that's why you hate him. I mean, I well, suppose everyone he's, should hate he's, him. He's the video game industry, all the all the problems with it, put into a physical form that you can actually interact with and target. I guess. I think, you can't, I you think... can't target, like, oh, I hate how video games, un, like, under-deliver. It's like, who's there to hate about that? That's the industry. Yeah. Who's the well, one lightning rod of underperformance? Peter Molyneux. Peter Molyneux, A, and he's got that douchey British accent. It's just like, we can hate him, you know? But I he... think the best Kickstarter project that he can do now... if. Because he really, he's at the point where he needs to just get a big sum of money and let it go forever. I don't want to see another game by Peter Molyneux. I don't, I will never play another game he by Peter Molyneux. To, I haven't for like eight years. He so. needs to kickstart a thing where he's in a room on a chair naked and you go and do whatever you want to him. <laughs> if you pay like $10,000. I would do Guantanamo it. If I go Molyneux, in there and be like, this is for Fable 2! Molyneux <laughs> Bay. <laughs> Not even Molyneux Bay, just like. Revenge of the Fable 2. He's just like. Pay me money, and I will let you deliver unto me all of the punishment for my sins. If he can make that true, then I actually will clap at his genius. The fact that he can create a self-persona, do all this shit, and then basically say, Hey, if you pay me a large sum of money, I will go away. See, that that is quite ingenious. If I, but the thing is, I think he could do that. I think that there's enough people who are like kickstart. I will kickstart. If you give me ten million dollars, I will never make a game ever again, and the money will pour in. Yeah, I will. That man is a I genius. Will, I will back that day one. I might that man put is, three figures if, into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that just me sounds like a that's just genius to me. Yeah, if, if that was his whole plan, which it wasn't, but if, if yeah. to like come but up he needs with a to plan, embrace changing realities. He needs to realize like people don't actually want me anymore. I am the an, problem I'm is pro- that pro- there's, there's enough your people hate. that do that keep getting repeatedly duped by him. The pro- yeah. To profit off the hate on you. It's just an amazing idea. It's genius. It's just amazing. But he, there's enough people out there who just get duped by him repeatedly. I mean, I watched the video and I was like, this looks like a good game. That's just people in general. Yeah, but. Not our listeners, but just people. But it's just, it's just, yeah, I mean, people get duped in general, but it's just that people have been duped by him. Like, you get duped, right? People get duped. They get duped by, like, corporate America. They get duped by, like, the Republicans. They get duped by. Wow. Only the Republicans? They get duped by the fucking merchant who is like, I will give you this. You know, like, I'll sell you something, and it's have not this really snake oil. Have, yeah, have this have rice, snake have oil. this rice hat for overpriced. Exactly. Money. Like, but it's when you get duped by one guy over <laughs> yeah, and over. It's, it's and like, over. like you, when you're the traveling snake oil salesman, you don't go to the same town no, again. You because you'll show up and the farmers will fucking crucify you on the, the family barn yeah. for what you did. That was yeah. a quarter. That was my entire life, and I spent it on snake oil. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, so you just. It's just like yeah, like you're right. He he is everything personified, but he has been. It's just repeated, and I think finally, maybe longevity beyond understanding. Maybe people are finally just never going to trust him again. I mean, I have I looked at Goddess, and I was like, this is kind of a cool game. Like, it's it's interesting. Oh, you can build stuff. 
It's super bare bones, but I could see there being something interesting here. It's by Peter Molyneux. I'll never play it. I'll never spend money on it. Fuck this guy. That's just well, my automatic response. If Peter Molyneux is evolved, it's a lie. Milo, lie. <laughs> well, Table it, it, two, lie. Did you you know about that thing they did for Goddess Two, where the guy won like a one percent profit? That's what I was going to bring up next. Yeah, yeah, like that's crazy yeah. to me. This, and the it, like, I actually read a follow up article about that because Rock Paper Shotgun. Explain that real quick. So Rock Paper Shotgun posted the article, and they mentioned this guy Brian Henderson, uh, who was a kid from the UK. He was eighteen years old, and when Goddess. When they, they, they had like launched... this pro- promotional like puzzle thing, basically. Yeah, they put, a, they put an app out. Yeah, and when you solve it first, you get a one percent profit share for all the proceeds from Goddess, hmm. and you become the god of the game, god of gods. Yeah. yeah and... So everyone else is a god, but it, like it's it's for the multiplayer future. Everyone else is a god, but you're a god above he's, gods. He's Ao. Right yeah. in D and D, like there's all the other gods, and then there's the one like true, the true Jesus god, god yeah. who exists, and he them. can basically he just fuck people. I mean, that's the thing is that idea to me seems awesome. Yes. right. You you're just a guy playing in a server, and then all of a sudden the god of gods tromps in with his like sky chariot, and he's like, by the way, zap, <laughs> zap, <laughs> and it sounds awesome. So what? they so they brought him. They're like Brian Henderson, you're 18, and you. Like, your balls just dropped, you just got out of puberty, but you will be the god of gods, and we will... And Peter Molyneux said, we are going to change your life. Said that to him multiple times, said, you're going to be rich. We're going to change your life. If goddess does well, you'll have a 1% profit share of that, and that will be a lot of money, Brian Henderson. You'll get a thousand quid, Brian <laughs> Yes, and then Brian Henderson, like, and he was, like, young enough, like, he said he played goddess, and he was like, yeah, it was all right, it was weird, he just happened to download the app and beat it. But he said, like I, he said I would me- I would message people, message them continually every month to try to get an update, and they wouldn't respond. And finally, I just gave up. And so Peter Molyneux got grilled about this Brian Henderson kid, and he's like, "Yes, well, probably should have been better about following up and talking to him." And I'll do that from now on, you know. But so many things happen in the game industry. It's so hard. I'm trying so hard. What? <laughs> are you trying to drive me out of this industry? I'm trying oh. so hard to spend all this illegitimate money that I stole from people with lies and magic. Yeah. He's a fucking You don't liar. know what it's like to be this rich and have no responsibility. <laughs> He's, How dare you judge me? Well, <laughs> like, the thing is, is I, I do believe that Peter Molyneux works hard. Like, he claims that he's, you know, he's at the studio 12 hours a day. Fine. I, I believe that. I do believe that. I think he's passionate. I think that he works hard. I think he is a liar. I think he just makes shit up. <laughs> and he, it, there's you, no but even, yeah. right? Your list was just like, positive thing, positive thing, immediate yeah, negative. Yeah. Usually it's three and then one. No, he, <laughs> he, me for a he's, I think that he does have a lot of passion for the industry, but he, uh, that's why they said, that's why they asked if he was a pathological liar. Because pathological lying, to lie and no, he enjoys well, no, pathological lying is you lie without realizing you're lying. You're like you just you can't control that you lie. You, you someone asks you a question, like be like, "What did you do today, Addis?" And you'd be like, "I fucking like I all you seven planes." Yeah, you're like I, you you went to work, but you have to be like, "I fucking wrote like I wrote a bear to the marketplace and killed thirty people." Or like I don't know, like you freak well, out. And here's the thing, though, and that's him. In he order- gets in front of people and he gets so passionate and he lies. To be a marketing person or like a CEO in the game industry, though, you have to be a pathological liar, right? Because you don't know what the fuck's happening to your game. Well, that's he just should. being a startup he person He should know in better. No, but that's the thing is even people like PR staff for Battlefield 4 or anything, like they had no fucking idea. They were just saying, like, it's going to be the best. Believe me, hype train, woo-hoo, and then it comes out and it's a steam pile of shit. Like, you have to not even realize... 
the fact that you are lying through your teeth. Because A, you don't know shit. And B, you don't really want to because you don't want to tell people the truth because you won't sell your game as much. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's... Fuck Peter Molyneux. That's yeah, all that boils down that to, guy. essentially. It makes me wish that I still had those comics from when we when Alex and I did that three-part series on Peter Molyneux because it would have been super relevant. I like, think oh. they I mean, they're still on Action Point. No, Action Point's gone. Oh, the, really? Uh, yeah, the server, like, the subscription lapsed. Mm. So, Alex has them in his hard drive somewhere, and I think our friend Austin, had, I had him download them all. But I don't I don't know if he still has them or not. So, uh, yeah. So fuck Peter Molyneux. He's a liar. I've known this for a long time. I'm glad that the rest of the people are actually figuring this out. Hopefully, they never give him another dollar for a game ever. But they will. They will. Because mm-hmm. the trailers can come out. People will be like, "This looks like a good game." And humanity it's got moves AI forward. dogs that treat like a real life dog, and there's no breadcrumbs. <laughs> there's like... breadcrumbs. There's always breadcrumbs. Peter Molyneux. What is what is the game supposed to be about? I have no idea. I don't care. It's it is a non entity to me. I heard that it was coming out, and I was like, "That sucks for all those people who stupidly put money into Goddess, and then it just the RAM cleared, and it didn't even register for me." Anymore. Yeah, so. that happens. Um, so continuing onward, and uh, we're going to jump around a little bit because this is kind of the public crucifixion podcast week. Uh, so Peter Molyneux gets it, and. We we didn't talk about this last week when it was a little more relevant, but Brian Williams, everyone I think has heard about how Brian Williams, who was a host on NBC, uh, like nightly news, lied about his war experiences in Iraq. He he claimed that his his helicopter was struck by an RPG and he crashed and, and he, he survived and yeah. survived when in fact he was in a helicopter flying an hour behind the plane that got, the helicopter yeah. that got hit by an RPG. Well, but it's the the fog of memory. And that's what he said. Didn't you know those big, <laughs> yeah. huge things happen in your life? You just forget them immediately. Yeah. He's like, I lost just, the fog of time. I can't imagine how I got that confused. But yes, I was not struck by an RPG and sent plummeting down to the ground in a helicopter. <laughs> My real question is that there had to be other people in that helicopter. How has no one said anything until now? Well, you're gonna go. I mean, you're gonna go find some fucking PFC living in like bumfuck Montana somewhere. No, well, no, you would. Well, just the the, the guy would be like, hey, Brian Williams, that guy was in my helicopter that didn't crash. Well, but maybe he lost it to the fog of memory again. If it works for one, it works for all. I guess all of them, yeah. yeah. So that, he did not get punished enough for that. Yeah, suspended for six months. Which means know. nothing to him. Yeah. He makes a $10 million but it's not even. Salary. But it's not that, though. The, the fact that he got suspended for six months probably means that he well, may not. He better he may lose not, his That job. means that he's probably not coming back. But they shouldn't even have fucking suspended. They should have just been, sorry, you're fired. You have one responsibility as a news person, and that's to be credible. No, as a no <laughs> your responsibility as a news person is to get viewership so your company makes money. And the journalist's responsibility is to tell you the truth. In the cynical corporate America Yes, way. exactly. But if they don't you know, yourself but, as a journalist, but you know what they're doing right problem. now? What they're doing is, instead of spending it for six months, they have that new black guy in charge. He's running it. Holt, I think his name is? I don't know. I don't know. I don't watch the news enough. But long story short, what they're doing, this is a trial period. If the ratings don't dip, I bet he's gone. Good, but 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 if, the, but if the ratings are dipping, and he comes back and the ratings go back up, then they'll, they'll keep him. Yeah. Well, I know. Listen, I'm not. Journalistic immune. integrity means nothing, especially well, yeah, in the I mean, TV news. In world. the in the post like Cronkite world, <laughs> as a news person, you have no need to be had to have integrity because that's not what you're. Are you saying that Cronkite ruined journalistic integrity, or that no? He was the last he was the last one, the last bastion of real journalism. He was the last trusted face of American news. Now you get you know fucking Brian Williams, Bill O'Reilly, and all these fucking. Well, Bill, though I don't know, Bill O'Reilly isn't. I guess he's not a he's a person. commentator. He's, he's a, a commentator. Asshole, yeah, but well, 
Well, that's the... Well, that's the TV Rush Limbaugh. The less ugly Rush Limbaugh was able to... Well, that's the problem with news these days is that you have people whose jobs aren't... They're not journalists. Like, Bill O'Reilly is not a journalist. Bill O'Reilly is... Just likes to talk over... He's a commentary... Or a commentator, not commentator. He's a commentator. But people take what these commentators are saying as fact now. He's not the one that's in, like, Iraq digging up news stories about the war. He's just sitting there getting... Basically being us. He's getting information... They reach from other people, and then he's giving his thoughts on it, which is our, you know, obviously his douchebag, like, I'm Bill O'Reilly thoughts, but... Yeah. But people, for some reason, like, people are taking him, and it's not just him, it's all the, you know, CNN has him, and all the middle people have him, but it's... Well, I mean, you could say John Stewart and Colbert are the same Right, thing. but at least they... At least, at they, least they go the way to say, I'm not a journalist. Well, that's what I'm saying, at least they've got the, 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 um, the satire sort of label on them so people sort i mean if they're smart enough they'll realize that they're doing this you know well, they're still reporting the news they're just you know they're they're lampooning people right. right instead of trying to pass off the party line is the right way to think and all this yeah and the thing is is that with people like john stewart and stephen colbert uh a, a massive majority of people our age get their news from those sources and don't it's get it from the actual sad. news sad but I'm like whatever but it's look i mean it is kind of sad I think it's more interesting and a little bit more honest than what you get in like something with Fox News, where like it's or the MSNBC, no spin zone or MSNBC. Or yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know, but it, I like when you get that kind of stuff. They tell you, they. I feel like Stephen Colbert will tell you what happens, and then he just like makes fun of it. And yeah, that's, it seems that's very more, well. That's more like John Stewart. Colbert just makes shit left makes makes up shit left and right. That's just so. Out of like nowhere, that is funny. Well, but sometimes him, him and John Stewart sometimes will come out with like these great speeches where they're just like, "By the way, don't be a fucking asshole." Essentially, like they'll talk. Well, they've yeah. had a couple of really good speeches, like with Ferguson. John Stewart did this whole speech about how you know people don't understand what it's like to grow up being black in America. Not that John Stewart does, and not that he claimed that he did. <laughs> but he was just saying he's like you know was talking about some of the comments that 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 politicians had made and he's like you'll never understand what it's like to grow up being a po- impoverished black person in america etc cetera, etc cetera. so they're a little bit activist in that way well i mean their whole the whole reason colbert got the spinoff was because the john stewart you know version of this satire pundit is very left-leaning and then the colbert one's very you know catholic right-wing yeah Nazi kind of which is weird because <laughs> when i watch his show i don't get that from I don't yeah, get that. Well, he does it so he does it well in the fact that even though everything his character actually says is very like, oh, I love you know, I love the cat, you know religion and the Pope and all stuff, other stuff. Like, it's like so exaggerated that you know he's joking. Yeah, you know? well, that's the whole point. I mean, Stuart's the same way, and it's funny because Colbert's actually he's a, in like, his he's real a, life. He's a, not, but he's a Democrat like a yeah, lot. He's like yeah. a, he's a heavy left leaning. He's, he's a heavy left. He's the bluest motherfucker ever. He's also very religious in his real life. Everyone's. Got I mean, one you can. <laughs> You can be religious and still be a Democrat and still be like, oh, yeah, definitely. So it's not it's not the fact that religion makes you conservative. It's just the fact that it's the coalescence of well, it's the it's yeah, what's well, the underlying beliefs usually behind the religion, right? It's anyways. yeah. I'm going too deep into that. I mean, go. No, no, We've no, no, no. It's, enough time. I want that's a deadly area. I don't wish it. So and this so about a week after Brian Williams gets suspended. Uh, mother Poor millionaire Brian Williams. Yeah, but, um, this article comes out, and I think it was Mother Jones was the website. Oh, they're always doing Mother that shit, Jones. Though. They're that? they're like is that even smart, real? Smart, fearless journalism. Except for they're super 
like left wing. Yeah. Like they are they are the left wing equivalent of of a fascist. <laughs> so they came out with an article saying that Bill O'Reilly, who was involved, who did who was a journalist in the Falcon Wars, I think. Um, Falklands. The Falklands Wars. Let me look. It up. Is he the Falklands or Balkans? I think it was. I don't know. Was it UK or was it us? It was UK. Let's do do do. I think I remember reading Falklands, but well, so so. Anyways, what's that? Some war. He covered a war. He covered a war. And he, he, covered a war, about it, and he claimed he claimed that he was his he helicopter seen, got shot down by an RPG. <laughs> <laughs> he he claimed that he had seen wartime action. Essentially, that um, that he was in combat operations in. Well, no, yeah, no, no, no. It was, yeah, he claimed to be in combat operations, but everyone, like, there were no reporters. The Falcon, like, Falklands War. Falklands War. Yeah, no one, no reporter got embedded to any unit for the Falklands War at yeah. all. They were just in a base at the back, like, being told stuff, but he's like, I was there. I would well, and so, <laughs> his claim is that when, when Argent, uh, when Argentina, 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 when, um, Argentina surrendered, there was a riot in the streets, and he was there and saw that, and the army fired into the rioters, and so he was like, I saw combat! Like, you know, he saw, he might have seen some crazy stuff, but he did not see, see combat. So, I haven't even read, like, his response, because I know it's just going to be him calling everyone a liar and talking over them, but that just same like thing show. comes out. So this, this led me to go a little bit deeper, and I found an old Rolling Stone article about uh, Fox News, and it just talks about like how the guy who built Fox News, um, how it is it is completely one hundred percent a GOP propaganda machine. Yeah, yeah. And we know this. It, uh, you anyone a lot, who a lot of Fox people News actually knows. know it. No, they don't. Though. Yeah, they do. No, they yeah, do. they do. You, you you're you, if you are a GOP person, if you're right wing or Republican or whatever, you are going to watch Fox News because it's I'm right dot com. It's exactly. just reinforcement of your but, beliefs. But they but know they that. don't think they don't think that way. Because I, because I grew up with my stepfather, my, um, like my mom's, my mom's third husband was extremely Republican, and he watched Fox News religiously and claimed that it was the only true source of news. He didn't, he, he no, didn't but see it as propaganda. He saw it as the truth. Well, but of course you're gonna see the truth. It's confirmation bias. Basically, you're yes. gonna see all the things that you believe and be like, well, all the things I believe must be axiomatically true because I believe them. So Fox is the one. Real source of it, the thing is, if he had said Fox is the one unbiased source of news, then yes, there's that's something what he to take. said. No, he'd be like, you said true. Well, but the, he said that too. Like he literally bought into the whole thing. He was like, you know, Fox News is fair and balanced. Something like that, left leaning CNN bullshit. Wow, it's ridiculous. But I think if you were to take a poll of most people in America and be like, do you think Fox News is right wing? Do you think MSNBC SNBC is left wing? Do you think CNN is the left wing? Like, or to make it simpler, do you think that there's an unbiased news source in America? Everyone's going to fucking say no. There isn't one. Yeah. And if you ask people specifically, do you think Fox News is, like, very right-wing? Of course they're going to say yes. Like, everyone knows that yeah. now. Even if they didn't know it then, it's very clear now how, like, extremist, essentially, these news networks are. So Yeah, I mean, that article is from four <laughs> years ago, and it's just interesting to me to see, like... The Rolling Stones are pretty left wing. Well, I was gonna say, I would say academic, but not necessarily academic. But it's uh, to see a credible news source like Rolling Stone. I think we could say that they're reasonably credible. Like I don't. Well, but the same argument made that Fox News is credible and SNBC is credible. All this, like, 
It's just wild to me that there's this place that, I mean, Fox News is the biggest cable news network in America. They, they have the highest ratings and they are, they claim, they claim to be a news source. Like they lie. They say we, this is a fair, no, they, 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 they do, no, they, they do, they do present news. That's, that's not, all you that, have to that's do not, to be that's not, well, that's not the problem. The problem is what we were saying earlier is how people like Bill O'Reilly take the news and then spin it into conservative talk. Well, right? even the, the fucking anchors on Fox are, even, are, not just Bill O'Reilly, but, but that's what I'm saying. They do, pre- they do the present the news, but you can present the news in a way that reflects your light, you know? Yeah. So like they, like they are saying, oh, there is a war going on, but they'll just say, and the war is good. That's just, that's the difference. But it's not like they're lying to people. They're not lying that the war, like, the war is happening. They're not saying the war isn't happening. So. Yeah. It's just. They're, they're not like Holocaust deniers or anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's just everything, it's just like once, obviously like, it, analysis goes hand in hand with, with the news, right? So obviously something comes out and you want to analyze it, right? So they, their analysis is all like right wing. But that's, I, that's not, that's not, that's not lying though. That's. That's but it's lying to say that your news is fair and balanced. When you tell people we are presenting a fair and balanced, which means unbiased point of view. But no one can ever be truly 100% unbiased. But there, but you can certainly be less biased. I know that there's no such thing as, 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 I don't watch either of these enough, but like even, I bet CNN is probably has just as much. Oh yeah. Maybe not just as much, but, but CNN's motto is not fair and balanced. CNN's motto is something else. But it's not but fair it, enough. So all that does is spin into your idea of it as a propaganda machine. So what's the problem? It is, is a propaganda machine. And it, it was surprising. As are all the other news yeah, machines, Everyone is an, yeah. every, they just got to the, the cheap shot model. The, the definition of propaganda is trying to push an agenda on somebody through the news. It's like, that's literally what they're doing is they're pushing their own agendas on other people. But yeah. that's, it's like, it's like, it, it is propaganda, but at the same time, it's just, that's just how it is. You, you have your choice whether you watch it or care about it or not. Yeah. I choose not to. I get I get news from like nowhere. I get read people talking about it on Reddit, or I read USA Today, which has its own bias. But I don't I don't read like politics on them. I read about well. That's why if you care about something seriously, you should look at multiple news sources for yep. the same issue and see what they say about that, and then determine what you want to hear. From or them. Wikipedia. Yeah, the truest <laughs> source, the source of so knowledge, cited in every in every PhD paper. I, love um, I wish that could have happened back in school. I remember back in the day when Wikipedia was not a credible source. That was, still, it, actually, that was it's bullshit. Still not. It's still not. Even though it, it is now, like, the information that's on there, unless someone's, like, going out of their way to make a problem, it is pretty reasonable you can expect people have done their research. Like, go read any physics article or whatever. It's not people bitching about, no, I believe in string theory, fuck quantum physics, <laughs> and all that shit. It's like, these are the different interpretations of this thing. Like... You look at the the list of citations on a Wikipedia article, and it's like longer than the fucking article itself. Now, yeah, it's, it's a credible source, but a teacher wants you to look in more than one place. The the thing that sucks is they're stupid and re- don't realize that I don't want to look through a fucking book and have to learn this citation format or whatever. Like, put all books on the internet, and then I don't have a problem because I can just generate like a URL that takes you exactly. Well, you get smart enough, you go to the links inside the Wikipedia page for your well. Yeah, sources. I yeah. mean it's an aggregation. But yeah, Wikipedia is perfect in my eyes. It's a lot I love. All right, Wikipedia. so this is the here it is. Wikipedia is perfect. Don't listen to the other news source. The show. The end, guys. Yeah, Farabas, Addison. <laughs> if you're gonna get your news, 
get it from SAC Incorporated. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Fair and balanced news. No Republican hate here. Yeah, no. Zero. <laughs> We're in the dead center. Moderates. The moderate ink. That's what they call us. Um, so, to just extend the, the Fox, the Fox bash train a little bit. <laughs> Cause you know. Someone made a video of last week we had talked about the responses to the Fox News response to what Obama said at the prayer bre- breakfast. And someone made a video of all the Fox News responses and they were hilarious. And the best one was, was, it sounds like the president is saying that the Catholic Church was, um, was, were the jihadists of the Inquisition. Yes, they and were. And I was like, yeah, that's what he's saying. <laughs> they were the jihadists of the Inquisition. Yeah, they went out of their way to commit religious genocide in other population because <laughs> it wasn't what they believed in. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Like, <laughs> Dude, so, so how are, I hate it so much. How are you enjoying all this America or Obama hates America shit that's going on right now? Have you heard anything about no, that? No, I haven't, but that sounds like standard shit that like. Well, it's basically like, I think it actually is a result of what he said in the MPP. Like, people are just like, oh, Obama just doesn't love America. People have been like saying that every since he got t- well, no, but it's. I mean, I open up my news feed and it's like six out of ten articles are like, "Does Obama really love America?" People running in twenty sixteen are they going to debate how much Obama hates America? <laughs> like, fuck you, he's the president. He Presidential loves America. Presidential roll around and it's like, okay, my first question to you is, unlike your predecessor, do you love America? <laughs> it's God. it's going crazy, and I can't believe that someone would insinuate that. The, the president, president, yeah, your leader, the person who who the one job that requires that you love America more than anything <laughs> is just like fuck America, and man. the most thankless job too, because like you have thankless to, job four hundred thousand fucking dollars, but a you year have is to not really, a job. but you have to really love America to put up with the kind of shit that America gives. I would you get up there and you're like, job. listen, I'm going to lead you guys, and I'm going to do the best I can, and they're like, fuck you, fuck that's you, the thing is, fuck is, you. That's the thing is, he's not leading anyone. Because they're not letting him lead them. Yeah, that's right? true. <laughs> he faces so much opposition from the stupid people in our society. It's because he's black. Well, no one of those things. Black, uh, a weirdly professed backtrack to Christianity Muslim at the start of his reign. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. It's, every time it's I hear, I hear people, because I, I, I watch a lot of gun reviews on YouTube, and guess which way they lean. Yeah. I really mm. hate that you can't be a Democrat and love guns like I am. Apparently, I'm not allowed to exist. Of course but, you are. But you everyone, are a paradox, Mr. Waldo. I know. Yeah. But, like, everyone that I watch is like, so when King Obama decides, I'm like, <laughs> he's not a fucking king. <laughs> you don't elect the king. Obama, he has no prior mo- familial, like, obligation in, in the hierarchy. He just got he elected by people. He is the patriarch. It's, uh, it's, it's a joke to man. me. It's so stupid. That just, did, that just points it, to a lack of education across the board. King Obama. But how does, how is it that someone like Barack Obama gets elected and gets just fucking train wrecked for, for hating America and being a socialist and all that stuff? That's just how it goes. Like, things better. Okay. But like you say that, but like you say the same propaganda, not propaganda, but you say the same things about Bush. You know, like, no, I, I never said that Bush hates America. Not, I said not, that not, Bush not hates America, was but, evil. <laughs> oh my god, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so, okay, so, 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 we, so we've got one person who Obama hates America and Bush is evil. I'm just saying, like every person that gets in the power, if there's something you don't like about them, they're just gonna get trashed. And like we, okay, President Bush was like the butt of so what? many jokes in his presidency. So many people were making fun of the way he spoke, the things he said, like all this stuff. Legitimately, legitimately, but like. 
Basically, the long story short, he Nuclear got a, he got out of office, and our impression of Bush is that he's just an idiot, literally. Yeah. At least with Obama, we can see he's a smart guy. He just hates America. I mean, there could be worse things than you know, like. I'm just saying. Oh I just think, and I think you know what it is is that. So I, I fundamentally, cognitively lived through two presidencies. And because I was, I, we were all around for Clinton, the blowjob saxophone. Era, hey man, but and, and, the best and, and man who plays the saxophone, yeah, we're, one of the richest. It's just funny because yeah. we're probably so we're probably just too young to understand all the shit that he did, and so oh, we're just he did here, some bad shit. He, he blew up the only fucking pharmaceutical factory in Sudan because he was having a bad day. <laughs> the guy but, was not a great. But I'm just person. saying, I just in my mind, my childhood just says love Clinton. So but I that's Clinton. But see, that's the thing, right? <laughs> it's like everything in your young life. That people were telling you, your parents were your news source, right? Because you didn't understand it. And they were just like, yeah, I vote Democrat. I like Clinton. He's a good guy. And you're, as a kid, you're like, hmm, this is the, what The funniest thing is that like, my dad you know? doesn't really follow politics so much. But I just remember him saying, Bill Clinton plays the saxophone, so he's a great man. And that's probably what it is It's <laughs> Is the saxophone like a Chinese dream? Pro- probably. And it probably was like, oh, oh, Kenneth, the saxophone is a great instrument. Mr. Clinton is my present forever. So well, you play trumpets. <laughs> I actually wanted to play the saxophone. You I rec- have. No, you no. Been the next Bill Clinton. I yeah, well, I requested that I play saxophone in middle school. Like, but we had to sign up for it and like put our papers on like what instrument you want to play. And trumpet was my backup, but I didn't get a saxophone because I think my last name was Z. So by the time he got through like the list of like all the players, he's like, oh, the saxophone spots are filled up. Exact opposite for me. I wanted to play the trumpet. <laughs> and, my parents, and my parents were like, fuck that. That'll be really annoying to hear because you're going to be really bad when you start. And I'm like, well, I'm going to pick saxophone then. I hope you enjoy a woodwind that no one knows how to play. <laughs> like, like, like to, to all the, the parents out there who are letting their child select their first instrument if you, if you let your kids swing that way. Like, you think that a brass instrument's going to be bad when you're first learning? How many times do you think your kid's gonna break a reed and just have this banshee shriek kill every dog in the neighborhood? Oh yeah, Give okay. yourself a service. No, but honestly, the trumpet. Oh my god, I don't know how much <laughs> shit was in there. Yeah, you're literally telling your child to just spit into a brass tube. Literally playing that shit was. Uh, I think about that and like literally, I was like, I don't know how I didn't get some form of infectious disease on my mouth just because from the amount how of much spit, the amount of exists. spit going through it would cycle through. Then you put oil in it, so you've got an oil spit mixture <laughs> and. Part of playing the instrument is to regularly de-spit your instrument. You have a valve that drips gunk and something just that... it. Like, if I had collected that, I could have turned that into a weapon of mass destruction, probably. If I had just, like... If I had just cultivated the shit in there and then spread it among the populace... But Chinese people would have been immune. Oh, that's the thing. Probably. So my bass clarinet... Bass clarinet has a spit valve on the, the bell. So I would, when I'd be in between Mr. Warner talking, getting mad at me for talking, even though Glenn was fucking talking, I'd reach down there and just like let my spit out on the floor and then go back to playing. Like, cause all I'm doing is playing one note for 50 measures that with no breath, just. Oh man. Jesus. But the saxophone is awesome. And I wish I had The a great instrument. And, uh, Alto tenor. Fuck yeah, the Barry yeah. Sox. So, Obama hates America. Bush, Bush is an Bush idiot. Is evil and, and an idiot. So my, my thing with Bush is, and, and I think, so yeah, that's where <laughs> I was going. Is that, cognitively, I lived through, I've lived through two, um, two presidencies, Bush and Obama. Yeah. And I remember, all I remember of Clinton, uh, the Clinton days were the blowjobs and the saxophones. That's all I remember. 
Um, but and the, Bush, the surplus. But the Bush era. And the good economy. Yeah, the positive yeah. economy, yeah. The Bush era, for me, was so characterized, and for all of us, was characterized by extreme patriotism. And, That's a start. And there was a lot of, like, the thing was, is like, during the Bush reign, if you criticize the president, it, it's like this weird thing. So when, when Bush, the Republican, is in office, if you criticize the president, you fucking hate America and you're evil. But when Obama, the Democrat, is in the office, is in office, if you criticize the president, oh, it, you no, should criticize the president. It has nothing to do with their party and everything to do with you're criticizing someone who is dealing with the worst terrorist tragedy that's ever occurred in our and nation. And the thing is, at the end of his reign, we were criticizing him left and right. And that's where all the, like, us calling him an idiot and evil and stupid, that's where that all started. It was at the end of his reign. Yeah, it's like, we're going to get this motherfucker on his way out. But it we was can't just, do it on the it way was just in. in the beginning. In the beginning, like, it, we all were like, hey, he's fighting terrorism. We all just... I don't like terrorism. Yeah. So if you are criticizing him, you like terrorism. terrorism. Yeah, and so I don't think it had anything to do with like Republican, Democrat, or even Bush. It was just that he happened to be the figurehead at that time. I think if you would put Obama in the same position and Obama did the same things, you would have gotten the same like, protection. Oh, King Obama, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, pay, pay, uh, pay tribute to King Obama. Yeah, I just you know, it, there's nothing to there's nothing really for like Obama to have made people patriotic about. Right, he's he spent his two terms winding down wars, like economic stimulus. He's done a lot of home shit. He hasn't done a lot. He's of, made the country better, and that's well, people don't get patriotic the country better. about that. Don't don't forget the he's fucking spent eight hundred billion dollars to really do anything. But yeah. on what stimulus package? All he did was pay banks who failed, so that they wouldn't fail. Because God forbid a financial institution should exist in this. Same capitalistic rules as everyone else. But he hasn't done, there hasn't been, like, he killed Osama bin Laden, which was something, a project that he inherited from Bush, and you better fucking believe it. And he'll have my respect for that forever, because fuck Osama bin Laden. He finished the job. He finished the fucking job, but he didn't start the job. He hasn't started anything, for the most part. He basically just wrapped up everything. He'll probably start the fight against ISIS, and the next person will have to deal with it, if we even have one. To be like, honest, in my view of, of Obama's reign is that he's, he hasn't done shit. Yeah. Really? He hasn't done shit. Why? ACA economic stimulus, that's it. What what has he done? I mean, he started Obamacare, I guess. that was He withdrew the troops from Iraq. And it was already happening when he got into office. Like, he just basically pulled the rest yeah, of the Yeah, no, but it really wasn't, though. It well, was, no, yeah, it was. Yes, it it was, was pulling down. And let's not forget that Obama was the person who said, oh, it's fighting season again. Let's bring 30,000 more people over there. There was a, well, yeah, like the, the surge, surge or whatever. Yeah, surge, so yeah. he, I mean, <laughs> you, he was drawing down on a plan that was already drawing down, but he pushed people back over there, too. Let's not forget. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I feel like there's been a lot of stability. I mean, the, the beginning was super fucking rocky with the economy tanking, but... I feel like over the course of the last four years, there's been a lot of stability, and I'm gonna. That's just that having stability. a war didn't happen. Like I just feel like if, <laughs> yeah, there like hasn't if, been a if, war. If so. a war had just, if Bush had gone through and the war, if 9/11 happened, like you know, 9/11 or was it like 9/11 or whatever, or you said 2001. Yeah, so yeah. So if 2001, it was 10 years later. And during Obama's presidency, like you bet we're going to fucking would, Afghanistan. Yeah, the same like, thing probably would happen. But probably wouldn't have gone to Iraq. I would hope that we did. You think? To stop a genocide from occurring? Yeah. To stop a crazy dictator from holding the world's well, fuel source hostage? Why yes. are you, do you think we should be going into Africa then? No. There's genocides and dictators there? Yes, there are. 
Why should we? Why? Oh, and we are in Africa. If you think that we're not, then you're a fucking fool. Yeah. We we're in Africa. UN's in Africa. NATO's in Africa. France is in Africa. Like we're doing what we can there, but we have spent so much trying to deal with the Taliban and trying to deal with Saddam Hussein that we can't like have big boots on the ground. Like what? Like what do you think is Obama's greatest achievement of his reign? Why do I keep saying reign? He's not a king. Why do I think? No, he's of a his, king of his presidency. His, um, the greatest, his greatest achievement, yeah. probably. I think it would be reducing the of the the amount of war that we're involved in. I feel like that has been a big thing. Like his his foreign policy has been is probably I would say one of the best things. Like the, my thing with Obama, I see, but see, I, my I, thing with I, I know is that like I think that he's a good president, and I've said I've told you guys this before, but I think he's a good president. Solely for the fact that you just don't hear about awful shit happening over and over again, which is what I heard as a child during the during the Bush presidency. It was just like this is getting worse. This is getting worse. This is getting worse. We're sending people off to. Well, that's die. because you had a stepfather telling you about Fox News, and I feel like. But he was totally pro pro Bush. I know, but like now and when you get to, war, but now when you get to listen to your stuff. own news, you don't read Fox News anymore to see all the bad stuff Bush is doing. You listen to something else, or you don't listen to the news, the, so you don't hear Fox any of the bad news stuff. Never said Bush was doing anything wrong. They all, they were totally pro Bush because they're a GOP propaganda machine. Remember, we know this, so. Like my my father my step my stepfather would watch this stuff and just be like yeah I'm gonna go fucking kill Saddam Hussein like yes we do he's fucking evil blah 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 and stop I remember him from using mustard gas on the largest stateless minority on earth yeah so I I don't know I just think that I I think that Obama's People are fucking fighting ISIS for us right now by the way Obama's greatest achievement will be the the long term stability that we that's have. not an achievement he's gonna that's not something he did the next person's gonna have the same true. he's gonna have the same no war until someone attacks us like it's not like <laughs> well that's what I'm saying right like the Clinton didn't have a war but like Reagan didn't have, well maybe Reagan did have one Clinton had some Reagan wars. had Clinton had a small yeah Clinton had Somalia that was peacekeeping that's not a war yeah. I just, oh. I just don't think. I think that you can't attribute that to Obama as yeah. Something I mean, he, I could see he specifically that. like policy that he's pushed through. Policy. I mean, the only like, policy I've yeah, seen him push through is like Israel's great. And then well, Obama, uh, his, bigger, his biggest policy to this day conflict. has been Obamacare, which I think, I think overall is, I think is a good idea. Maybe not well executed, but I think that universal health care is important and something that we should have. So the fact that he made that happen is a good thing. Well, Maybe not perfectly, but I think that I think that universal I don't disagree. is very I mean, fundamentally important. For I'm, my blood runs half blue. Like oh, I, I understand the need for entitlements and stuff, but that's that's a pretty low like <laughs> standard for a president doing a great thing. The only thing I know about like the, my thing with the president has just always been like I'm doing well, we're doing well. People I know are doing well. That's the well. mob mentality. But that's though. that's like, that's what we're talking about. Every, the, the, the nation seems to be doing well. Well, that's well. what we're talking about. The economy, though, like they don't control that. Like, true. They can make one well. decision, and their that decision might affect something in ten years. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, you can't like give it to the person who's in power at the time. I don't know. It's. I mean, you're always gonna love Obama. We're always gonna be skeptical because he hasn't really done anything. So I don't think. dislike Obama. I'm not, I, just, I didn't say yeah. you disliked Obama. It's, I said be skeptical. You can yeah. say he's a great president, but I, I don't know what proof you're bringing forward. I just I sit in the post where I'm just I'm kind of just skeptical about most politics to be honest. Yeah, right and politicians especially. Yeah. Well, yeah, as you should be. Yeah, but I but see, like I feel like 
there's this like for you i feel like you have obama up there in some kind of pedestal i just don't think he's that special I don't think he's done anything to warrant being considered a great president. I don't think I he's think a bad he president. I think he fucking tried. I think he tried too. No, I agree. To him I agree. He, he had tried. to deal with the most shit at the worst time. That's and that's and not that his sucks, fault. But he, it's not his fault. But he still didn't. I don't know. It's yeah, just, he did. That's he just a problem. That's just a problem with politics in general. I just think that as a whole, like nothing's getting done. Nothing's happening, and I feel like they're all the problem. It's not just president. It's Congress as well. Oh, yeah. Everything's the problem. But it's like part of it is just the system and. It's not necessarily his fault, but the results speak for themselves, and that I don't think anything has really happened in eight years. I'll be excited to see the the next red president. Which one? Our the next one, well, Jed Bush, twenty sixteen. I kind of want him to become president Good just Jeb. so that you'll be angry all the time. It depends. <laughs> I don't know anything about Jeb Bush. Like, like Steve, 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 If 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 you can come to respect Jeb, I don't. I, I don't know really much about him either. But if the day, the day that Steve's like, you know what, I'm actually okay, Jeb Bush would be the day I'll be like, Steve, you've matured. You've matured. You've matured. <laughs> I don't There's, think it's any maturity. No, it's not, it's not a maturity. So, your, your, this... your, politi- your political views have matured. So as you'll recall, a couple podcasts back, I think four at this point, I am not super excited about Jeb Bush taking office, or at least I wasn't, because his name's Jeb. Yes. I don't want a fucking Florida swamp hillbilly running my fucking country. But the stuff that he's been bringing out and the efforts he's been trying to make in terms of transparency and all this, I got to give him kudos for that because not many people do that this far in advance of actually. I read an article somewhere that was actually saying it's ironic that he might get a lot of flack for his last name. But someone, I don't even know what article, it was It was something like the Rolling Stones or something like a big... um, Lefty. Yeah, but anyways, they were saying like he actually might, like politically might have like the best views and sort of the best that's the thing he's like qualities a, to be a good president he's like a McCain, but it's like I, but it's McCain ironic moderate yeah but it's but it's ironic that like one thing that may stop him is his last name yeah yeah and that's the thing, the like, terrible like i i'm not gonna judge jeb bush just solely on his last name like i will see no, what but you will judge him if he's a republican i will judge him <laughs> I, I will be i will be more critical of him as a republican and i'll be critical of the democratic candidate too but i admit I, I, i'm biased so i'll be more critical of whoever the republican is and i probably won't vote for the republican like no matter who it is like they could put jesus in the republican candidacy and i probably won't vote for him I but i like have to vote republican now but, but i um <laughs> I just I, won't, I, so I we'll will, have the Democrat, the Republican, I, and the non-voter. Well, that's the thing is, I'm I ha- I feel like I have to become a single issue voter now because as much as I love autonomous and all that shit, Democrats are going so hard on making sure I can't enjoy the one fucking hobby that I actually enjoy. I hate it. I'm not taking it anymore. So even though I despise a lot of Republican policy and the and the traditionalism and the hyper religiousness, I fucking hate it because they're going to. Try and protect the one fucking right that I actually care about. I'm going to vote for them. So say, Levine, you're the problem. No, <laughs> you are the problem. You tr- keep trying to interfere with my fucking right. You both, you both are the problem, and then I'm also a problem because I'm the one that doesn't care. Exactly. So no, we, I, I will. We are li- I will we judge, are literally the problem with politics right now. I will judge both by the issue, I will judge Jebediah. On his merits as, as a politician, but I, he's going to have, it's going to be an uphill battle because he's going to be on the Republican platform, and I don't agree with most of the things that the Republicans say. I he could be it. a very great guy, 
But at the end, like, my, my thing with, with Bush is not only is he a Republican, but it's a personal thing, like, with who he is as a person. I met him and fucked that well, guy. No, he oh, just, wait. He's not intelligent, right? You have and no he, idea. He's actually, he my understanding is, yeah. my understanding based on articles, he's actually smart very guy, smart. excellent painter. Like, <laughs> was, he, was he Bob Ross? No, he spent his he was, fucking he was time a really good businessman. like, I made a lot of money. And I, I will say, you can't really time. be, like, to be a good businessman, it's hard to be stupid and be a good businessman. But he just can't talk well. That's the thing is people are like he's got like that southern accent and he misspells some words. Stupid, fucking yeah. retard! Like that's not enough to judge somebody on. Well, you, you, you haven't you should read be able his, to like, speak PhD. English language if you're gonna. He but he can speak the English language. He's just speaking his fucking yeah. bumfuck Texas dialect. My dad Backwater can't speak the English language very well either. But I would vote for your dad if your dad. I would vote for him too. Dad, I would be Secret Service for yeah, your fucking dad. That'd be <laughs> that's awesome. what I do. All right. Anyway, so that we'll see what happens in 2016. But it's good to hear that... Red or dead! Red or dead! <laughs> <laughs> so moving on to, um, to I guess, hyper-virulent uh, hyper Republican responses to things, or just Republicans... It's and, not Republican responses to American Sniper, it's everybody. Well, fucking reason. but it's... More, more people who voted for Romney are in love with fucking American Sniper than anyone else. Romney is a... Republican. Republican in love with it. You said super virulent response virulent. That's a negative connotation. No, 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 no. It's responses to criticisms of, of American, American Sniper. Sniper. So okay. this salon salon article I read this the other day. That was popped salon. Up on my, salon is uh, news, politics, think, entertainment, life, tech, business, sustainability, innovation magazine. I think <laughs> right. uh, salon's been around for a while. Hitch, actually, Hitchens I think wrote some articles yeah. for salon. Yeah, they're like a they're a left leaning. Uh, publication, but tends to be like, you know, they focus on politic, politics, philosophy, religion, etc. So, Sophia McLennan wrote a, criti- a critical review of American Sniper, essentially saying that uh, it casts, um, what's the guy's name? Chris Kyle or something? Yeah, Chris, Chris Kyle. Kyle as a hero who was this great American patriot, when in reality, in his own memoir, it was it was said that he was kind of an asshole. He had no compunction he about killing people, especially racist. kids. He was a racist. The thing I said this all the last time we talked about American Sniper. Well, we didn't talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> okay. You guys, you guys saw it without me. Remember, so I haven't, I haven't seen it yet. So, so don't spoil it for me today because I'm going to watch it. it. No, you no. fucking saw it without me. Who am I going to see it with? Kimmy's not going to see it. This kind of kid getting drilled in the head. That's not going to. Oh no way. Anyway, so she writes this this article and. Um, she got all of this negative response. And yeah, so the title of the been. article, she wrote an article about the negative response she got. And, um, and the, she was basically saying that it was, that it did nothing, the movie does nothing to address the fact that the, the war in Iraq was under false pretenses. Yes, Obama, or yes, Obama, Obama Hussein. Yes, Saddam Hussein was an evil dictator. Yes, he probably did need to be removed. But the reason that they said that we were going over there was, was that it was directly into the war on terror. And we all know that it wasn't now, and well, they, this so, movie doesn't address it. But don't but don't why, stop a state sponsor of terrorism. Or well, but real quick, but why why is it the movie's responsibility to, to state that? That's the thing. It's this whole let let's preface this thing with the entire ridiculous notion that like a Clint Eastwood movie is this supposed is just, to be a perfect like analysis. Well, of not the even Iraq that. It's just <laughs> it, it, it's a movie. Like like I get the it's political remedy. Like, yeah, but the, from the movie standpoint itself, like why does the movie if if the movie's goal. Is to make money and give a good entertainment. Like a people come in, they want to make sure that people from the start of the movie are entertained with what they're presenting. Why does it need to 
be, be some politically correct. Fucking movie. Every movie out there about a true story is not remotely close to the true story. That's yeah, just so how it's always been. Social network. Well, know? let me read you the let, let me read you the thing that generated the most uh, the most controversy. So, um, she said. So she talked about about Chris Kyle and how they sugarcoated him, and he was definitely not the all American hero that we think he was. Um, but to quote her. To focus on American Sniper's depiction of Kyle is to miss the larger problems of the film. In addition to sugarcoating Kyle, the film suffers from major myopia, from a complete inability to see the larger picture. And that is why criticism of the film has to look at its director, Clint Eastwood, and the troubling ways he represents a dark, disturbing feature of the the GOP mindset. In order to have the bigger picture, we need to remember two key moments in in recent Eastwood public appearances. Um, The first took place in 2005 when Eastwood confronted filmmaker Michael Moore at the National Board of Review dinner, where both men were being honored. Moore was there for his documentary on the Iraq War, Fahrenheit 9-11, which was a hypercritical documentary about the Iraq War. Eastwood had Million Dollar Baby. After Eastwood accepted his award, he directed comments at Moore, uh, or at Moore. Michael Moore and I actually have a lot in common. We both appreciate living in a country where there's free expression, said Eastwood. He then added, but Michael, if you ever show up at my front door with a camera, I'll kill you. I mean it. The tone was, I'm sort of joking, but maybe not really joking, provoking nervous laughter from both audience and Moore himself. Eastwood said he would kill Moore if he showed up at his door. This was his response to a film that raised much-needed conversation about U.S. gun culture. Eastwood's reaction tells us a lot about the way that some members of the GOP treat those with whom they disagree. If they don't, uh, if you don't agree with me on guns, I'll just kill you. I think the article to me is, that just, is, is stupid. That article is just that's stupid. That's fucking proper. No, but, the, yeah, but, she, no. but that is a, that's a GOP mindset, right? No, that, no but I, okay, look. <laughs> not, not all GOP. No, no, no. Steve, Steve, not all Steve. GOP. Well, I, I don't care about any of that. The problem is you're criticizing the movie for stuff, not about the movie, which she's really has, she really has an issue with Clint Eastwood and about, and the problem and with the GOP. And somehow she's movie. using this movie as a vehicle I've never heard this before. I've never seen it. I've seen the movie. I I have nothing like... I don't feel like I'm biased in any way in this. I hear that and I go... This is Sounds a, like a fucking 80-year-old person. Well, it has nothing to do with... I don't know about that, but it has... He's nothing, fucking crazy. It has, <laughs> it has nothing to do with the movie that she has a problem with. It's more like she's saying that, well, I don't like the director and I don't like the message of the movie, but that has nothing with the actual movie. Like, I don't think it's the movie's... The movie has... Like, um, when you create a movie, it's your obligation to, to depict a complete and accurate picture of something. Yeah. Hyper-analysis. But the thing is, is that the movie it's not a document. It's not it, a, but it portrays itself as a, it's as not, a, but it's not a documentary. It's, it's not a documentary, but they, but the movie so, says, like, if this is a true story and this is the true depiction. Clint Eastwood goes out there and says, this is a true, 100% true life depiction yes, of Chris Kyle. Of but the parts of the life that they chose to show. It's not a document. But it's not a documentary. There's so many real, there's so many things based off a true story that aren't even close. Like, what, I, I don't know that many movies to my head. I'm thinking of the um the football one. Do you guys remember that with Sandra Bullock that won a lot of awards? The the with the, the kid with the kid as a football yeah. player. Oh, like, the Blind Side. The Blind Side. Yeah, good like, movie. The kid is a total asshole. He's is a he? drunk and he's a terrible football player. And he did a lot of drugs. So like, but you don't see that. You don't see that in the movie. Where's But no, but you do see the NFL Kirk. He's in the NFL. So, like, where is all the criticism on Sandra Bullock for this? There probably was criticism. No, that's what I'm saying. And, like, and to me, I say this is bullshit because the movie is a good movie. Like, it has nothing. If you want to say... Well, this is an opinion piece, remember, too. I know, but it's like, I don't don't see why she's getting offended that people are attacking her opinions. Because she's saying, like, well, the movie should have done... But she's not offended. She's not offended. She's saying this is... What she's trying to say is that this is a problem. 
because the, she's talking about. How the, are you going to? She's talking about. But she's not. But she's not critiquing the movie. She's not. She's not saying the movie. She's not saying the movie was bad. She's saying that the 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 content, the actual like themes and sayings were bad. But like that's not actually saying like the acting, the well, the shooting of it, the way like it's portrayed, the entertainment value. So like, if this is a movie review, then but it's I not a review. Poor one. It's not a review. But I don't think you should be. Re- I don't think. Then you, what's the point of us opinion? But then, opinion but then, piece? but then, since you're using a movie like that, like. I don't feel like she's basically, in my opinion, putting her prejudices and putting that in review, saying like, "Well, this movie should have done this, this, this." If I were writing this movie, I would have done this, 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 and this. And that, to me, is like, if I was writing this movie, I'd make sure that he was flying around Iraq on a unicorn in a clan outfit, shotgunning Iraqi children in the face. So the thing is, is that like, like I get what you guys are saying. Like the 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 movie has no obligation to show these to show these things. It doesn't make it a bad movie necessarily. But all she said is she just wrote this piece and she's like, "I feel." It is my opinion that this movie shows, um, it, she shows, er, that this movie shows a certain GOP mindset that I think is harmful to the dialogue of the political dialogue in America. That's all she said. But GOP she mindset. True. How does that even fucking come into play? You um, haven't seen the movie yet, but I don't see that in the movie. Yeah. The, the, in the movie, and not, no, he doesn't go around like, Oh, fuck, I love being a Republican. Well, Time to kill Iraqis. Well, like, so, so he, he the, raises, I mean, there's a point where, like, he takes his son out to go shoot things, but I don't really... Well, so the second, the second point thing, that she brings up, the second thing. point she brings up is that, um, at, in 2012, Clint Eastwood went to the RNC, the Republican National Conference. Yes, yeah, so Clint and, Eastwood's a Republican. That's yes, nothing to fucking do. he delivered a, a rambling speech to an empty chair. You guys, you, I don't, yes, I never saw I know this. about this. Yes. I've seen it. Once again, Sorry that an old traditionalist insane man is talking to a fucking empty chair. That's yes. nothing but, to do with so this movie. So she's saying, "Well, I'm going to get there." <laughs> the, the the two these two events taken together help explain what's wrong with American Sniper. They illustrate the combination of delusion and aggressive violence that governs too much of GOP politics. Not all of it, but too much of it. Let's start with the delusion. The film draws directly between the events of 9/11 uh, and the war in Iraq, forgetting completely that the war in Iraq had nothing whatsoever to do with 9/11. Not one of the attackers that day was in any way connected to Iraq. Thus connect Except to, for all to, that money they got from They Iraq, didn't get any money from Iraq. Iraq's a state sponsor of my, terrorism. My, pro- my problem with all of this is what? that she's using the film as if, uh, because the film is popular and it's, and it's widespread, she's using it as a vehicle to get her opinions to get more press. And I just think that's not I don't think, no, that's not, she's an, she's a professor. No, I know, but you can write this article without mentioning American Sniper. You yeah. know, you, you don't, can, you, you, don't have you to, can say, you can I just talk about, you can say, I think the problem with point. American gun culture is this, this, and this. I think that we shouldn't have gone to the war. I don't think, but like, instead she's inserting the movie in there as if it is some grand example of how it validates her opinion. And I don't think that's true because the movie, and te- let's like, the movie's purpose was not at all meant to portray the thing she's saying. She is picking and choosing things from the movie that is validating her opinion. And therefore, I don't know. And then, People are angry at that, but in my opinion, the movie has nothing to do with anything she's saying, and I've seen it. Yeah, I mean, I it, it's I think th- like what she's saying. I've having read like both pieces myself, like the that that she wrote. She's just saying that like in her opinion, there is this there is this culture in the GOP party. Not every Republican, right? Not every not every person who loves guns or likes guns. There is this there is this culture that is one of aggression. In violence when it comes to specific topics, and she thinks that that American Sniper promotes that. Now, now part of that part of that is probably due to the fact like American Sniper is a huge film; everyone's seen it. 
and it's it's like in the news. So she used that as a good like. But if you but point. if you roll up like, what's the title of the article? The title is um, "American Sniper's Biggest Lie." Clint Eastwood has a delusional Fox News problem. So this I guess I mean, lying about the director like, who plays no fucking part in the actual. If, movie. if she's like, if she's writing a opinion piece that says America's problem with or Fox News is. The problem with Fox News is the fact that they present aggressive, what, you know, whatever you're saying, right? Like, if that was the title is, like, about Fox News or about the GOP's aggressive nature and that they're, they're gun culture love, if that's the title of that, and then she's saying, I think these are the reasons, and you can say, even, even, a, even an example, current example is American Sniper, and I believe this film, you know, represents that. That's not what she's saying here. She's actively taking this topic, which has nothing, way to pull maybe, maybe, maybe Clint Eastwood made this movie with all of that in mind and that was his goal i don't think i've ever explicitly heard and stated that oh, the goal of american sniper was to promote all this stuff so instead she's taking this and saying well you know what i think this is you know because clint eastwood did it and this is my topic i'm just going to turn american sniper which is like a neutral source in my opinion and you're, she's making it seem as if american sniper is doing all this stuff that's not and i think okay. that that to me seems like twisting so, the truth so we're able to have these good rational responses to her article like you don't like the article or whatever and that's fair and uh, but what i was getting to is that is that extreme negative response to her to this article that she wrote where she had someone say and normally we bleep this word out but we're not but we'll <laughs> leave fucking it, leave it. we're gonna leave it in for context this is a quote someone wrote to her and said my first impulse is to call you a dumb obama ass looking cut man i hate this shit seriously like yeah, of course you're gonna get criticism, but now she has to go ahead and like mar- she has to <laughs> oh, martyr herself. Yeah, she has to martyr herself now. By well, have you read? This- well, hang on. Have you read this article? No, but then like, you can't say that she's martyring yourself. You've only th- heard that title. that title right there, where she the subline right below the title. She goes, "I dared criticize American Sniper. You'd be horrified by the response from her aggressive, deluded patriots." That tagline right there is all I need yeah, to see. That is martyrdom. That's and fucking she literally Taliban goes, she level. goes through no, it and gives a lot. She gives a lot. I agree. Response no, to all I, these th- things. by writing something like that, you're going to get criticism. And then she pulls and picks and says, "Oh, this is the worst of humanity. Look at them attacking me." The, so that's not what she says. You haven't read the article. She says that I criticize. Like the article is literally that's about- what that tagline. Just no, the article says I attack. I dared criticize American Sniper. You would be horrified by the response from the aggressive. Right, exactly. and that's she what I just each said. Each of those responses and says these responses are all all completely fallacious. They are all fallacious and they're wrong. They and are. This is the problem. And they are. And this is the problem with the with the discussion in um, that we're having in American politics. Right. They, that she's not saying how dare they attack me. She doesn't give a shit. She says that she's like, I don't care that they attack me. They can attack me all they want. The problem is, is that we are ha- that this is the kind of rhetoric we're having in American politics, and it's dangerous. That's what she's trying to say. I agree with that, but I also think that her method is part of the problem. Yeah, that's that might be. I, I might be. I, I could. I because I would the not thing is because the that. thing is like you know that's going to happen. That's just how it is with Twitter. That's what how. It is. But in, yeah, with, welcome but, to the internet. With the internet, where you don't have the voice. Yeah. To tell you that you're you're going to get that shit. She specifically. You're, you yeah. get that when you if you go to like a Bill O'Reilly Fox News and there's an article in and the, you're like I love Obamacare. And, get ready to get raped, son. The, well, such as in the comments, you're going to have people, and it's Democrats too. Democrats are the same stuff. <laughs> yeah, but it's just it just seems it seems so like oh like you wrote this thing you knew you knew you're going to get those. By writing that, which I already feel like was a very biased piece anyways, you're going to get your attacks from the other side. That's, just, that's guaranteed. You write a super so now, left-wing criticism so, yeah. of the movie. So now you bring this, you get now you have shot. all this criticism against you, and then you put that in the title, and it's like, oh, hey, guys, look what happened to me. This is so terrible. I agree. It's not right. Yeah, it's not what happened. she said, look what happened to me. She not, said, 
She, Look, said, okay. this, she said, these people have proved my point. She says, oh. I dared criticize. Yeah, and you she didn't be disgusted. say... That's trying to bring people into the conversation of an event that happened to her. Look what happened to me. Look what happened exactly. to me. That's yeah. what it's saying. And it yeah. proves my point. That's what she's saying. She's not saying feel bad. No, her, her, point, her point... She, it proves the point that this is how politics is now and that it is inappropriate. That is the that is what that proves, but it doesn't prove her point of her original article. Her point in the original article was that pol- like the way that the politics is in like that the way that we're having these no, it's not the politics maybe is maybe not the politics. You're saying GOP in the politics. when the part yeah, you're well, targeting politics. No, politics. Yeah, no, but it's all politics, not just GOP politics. Yeah. Well, but all the people. See, oh, okay, so now but but the people who are having the who are engaging her in the discussion are the people who are defending the movie, saying that. But that, that but this but this, so if they took but this, like a fucking left wing. Exactly. Movie, but this article is the same thing. The article. Would you? Yes, you would. Yes, you would. You would. Yes. What's a good left wing movie? I don't know. I don't think it's not just movie. You find any you find any article put up by a very severe left wingist that criticizes yeah, the GOP. Go to the comments, Morgan and then you're gonna be all this shit, all this hate. You know, there's even that thing with the lady. The there's this has nothing to do with like politics, but there's that there's a female writer on IGN that wrote all this stuff about games or something like that, and then all these people attacked her on on like maybe not maybe not IGN. There's a person that wrote an article about how like right. feminism and 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 games are. You know, they, they portray food and yeah, big boobs and whatever. Fucking, like, yeah. Um, and all these guys went onto her page and were like, well, I wish I would fucking rape you and like, I would kill you. Also, and okay, here, here, here. Let's put it this way. If you're going to take an extreme position on either side, expect an extreme response. Yes. It's very simple. It, it probably incenses you in this case or brought interest to you because it's like, oh, this, this, uh, reinforces my notion that the GOP is an aggressive, like, Warhawk party or whatever. Fine. But that doesn't mean that not, that the Democrats aren't the same. That doesn't mean that the moderates yeah. aren't the same. My, 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 my problem with this is that it paints the GOP. The GOP the, is, the GOP is bad, but it paints the GOP. <laughs> okay. Anyways, well, rational discourse is thrown out the window. I know. Okay. The, the GOP. I agree. I guess I want to say is I agree that GOP is aggressive, and they're like their tagline and like the the points you're reading. I think that that's that's a valid point that she can argue. I agree with that, but I think it's also a point you can argue on the other side as well. But she's making this as if it's a GOP problem. And it's not a GOP problem. It's a politics problem. So when you said right there, this is discourse about U.S. politics, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You actually are right. But then when you brought up the fact that, well... The when, GOP good? Cool. Right. Then it back to G- Once it goes back to the once you mention anything, how this is just about the GOP, I believe that's completely... How many, how many times have you, like, can you guys give me examples of violent, aggressive, Democrat... Democratical. You give me time to look it up. Then yeah, I had never heard of this. So until you brought this up, I didn't know of any. I, I would like. I would love to have. I would like you to go and look up examples of aggressive and violent democratic. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Democratic. Rhetoric. Democratic. Aggressive and violent. We're democratic not talking rhetoric. about rhetoric. We're, talking, we're talking about, about internet responses yeah. by people who identify with the fucking party. Yeah. We're both, but even in general, because you're saying that the, that it's not just the GOP's problem and she's saying that it is the GOP's problem. Find me examples of, of, uh, so I can, I will find saying, you, I will find you examples of people going on forums on internet of a part, a person who wrote a left wing opinion piece and you can look at, a right wing opinion piece. Or, and yeah, and you look at the response okay, to that and it will be just so like you, the responses so she said. So you don't agree with the felt, like you don't agree with the way she wrote the article. That's fine, but but, it's the, not the, but way the, agree- the problem, the the, the the problem, and that what it's trying to get at get at by this by bringing this up is that there is a violent a culture of violence and aggression in 
in political discourse, specifically in, G- in it's not, GOP. It's not just political yeah, discourse. You stopped before the specifically. And then it's not just political. Statement. It's not just the GOP. It's like anything. Like, even that lady with, like I said, she had a view on feminism and video games, and she got slaughtered on Twitter and got attacked by all by chauvinistic males. It's like, it's not just GOP. It's like, if you put a piece like that out, you're going to get attacked by all these anonymous dickheads, and they're all wrong for doing it. I'm not condoning the fact that people are saying that to her. But the fact that she it should be expected. the fact that she took that and said, "See, this is only what but the GOP does." But it should be expected, though. That's the problem. Like, that, I agree, I agree, I, and, I, and I agree. It shouldn't be the problem. But you're saying that instead of saying that sh- this shouldn't this shouldn't be this should not be a problem, you're saying this should not be a problem for the GOP. You're adding by the GOP at the end of that. Because in my opinion, like in my opinion, it's the in GOP. Well, and from everything I've seen, and that's why I'm saying, show me evidence that the de- that the Democratic Party. That the that the liberal. It's not. The it's not even a party. It's just you have a couple this. dickheads literally ranting on a Twitter or comment sections about against a person. It's not even party lines. It's just people. But find find me an example of someone doing what something like what Clint Eastwood does, where he says, "If you show up at my camp house with a camera, I'll kill you." Find me a Democratic representative. Oh come on, like Michael, Mo- like. I mean, I don't know. I mean, Michael Moore is biased as fuck too. I've seen Michael Moore's movies, but they're not violent. Right? They don't threaten people. Okay. Are they? I I just don't care about this conversation anymore. I'm done with it too. <laughs> okay. It's you you're entrenched in your position. That's fine. You're trying to ask us to find a Democrat saying specifically I'll kill you or something that is or something of no consequence. It's but you don't have to be overtly aggressive to be aggressive. There's passive aggressive. There's every other form. Just because some people don't know how to fucking moderate themselves, somehow that's, of course, one one party's problem. It's people. You take an extreme position, you're going to get an extreme response from people who have the other position. Even if you take a moderate position, then the people on the other <laughs> like, two sides are going to come and gang rape you because yeah. you're not on their side. Like, the issue is the internet allows platform anonymity that gives you a way to say terrible and stupid fucking things to and about people without any consequence. Unfortunately... Clint Eastwood is insane, and he, I mean, he must like, we, we agree. We agree. Time. We agree that he's insane. We agree that, you, like, yeah, it's not it, that we don't agree with what she's saying. It's just the way she's going about it to me. It's just very unappealing. Yeah, she's yeah. targeting the right wing because she's in a left-wing magazine. And for Fine. me, it's not about how she's going about it. It's what, it's what she's saying. But that's I think what like, I want. That's what I'm. But that's that's blind belief. I mean, that's just faith that she's. No, no, no. Right. I'm not saying that I agree with her. I'm curious what your opinions are about what we, she's saying. Well, we just. Yeah. Okay. We got to get out of here because we're because we're already running late. So uh, that was a very intense edition of Sack Up <laughs> this for this week. I'm Steve. I'm Addison. And I'm Ken. I love you guys. No, you don't. Don't, you don't ever forget. I sit I in the middle. You'll love me until I become Republican and don't eat me. What is up, nerds? Steve here with Sack Incorporated to remind you to follow us on the social media platforms. That's right, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can find us there at Sack Incorporated. Subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching for Sack Incorporated and pressing that sweet, sweet little button. And don't forget to send us emails at sackingpodcast at gmail.com. We want to hear your thoughts, your comments, questions, concerns, neuroses, and psychoses. Give us your opinion on things we've talked about previously, or give us suggestions for topics to talk about in the future. That's sackingpodcast at gmail.com.